Okay, so welcome to this new episode of Everlasting Resilience. My name is J.P. Aaron Skilson, and I know that I've been a bit away from this podcast, I think, for at least three months. We have taken a bit of a break, and we want to reformat it. Me and my producer and, and all the team, we want to reformat it. We will be having only episodes once a month, and we are going to be working on having like this relationship between one episode and the next, and of course, a special relationship into resilience, into being able to get back up once we fall down. So if you're new to this podcast, I'm a coach from Panama City, Panama. I've been coaching for at least, what, 10 to 12 years now. I do a lot of corporate coaching, whether it's leadership or team building or, let's say, customer service or sometimes innovation. I've been working at a startup called Ofrece Tu Talento for over a year and a half, and I really want to talk about that and how that has evolved since the last time that I did the podcast and how it's really related to resilience and to today's topic. I also am a student of Kabbalah. I study Kabbalah at the Kabbalah Center from the Raven Karen Berg, and I try to apply, at least I give my best effort to apply the main teaching of Kabbalah that it is the nature of the good to bestow goodness, is the nature of this infinite force called the Creator to bestow infinite blessings and love and light into you know, all of us, whether we're Panamanian or from Brazil or from Russia or from China or from whatever religion or spiritual path, you know, there is this amazing force that loves us and that guides us and that's wants the best for us. And our consciousness about this force, our awareness about this force, it, it's what really shapes our reality. It's what really shapes our way of thinking and our way of acting. Uh, Rob Berg famously said, consciousness creates reality. So therefore, my main question for you is how aware are we today that this infinite force is guiding us, you know, since we woke up and, you know, even in our sleep, since we woke up in every second of our day and every minute of our day and every hour of our day, do we really feel this amazing fulfillment of the endless lifers of the creator? And I want to talk about that specifically with resilience. What does it mean resilience? It really means to be able to look at the past with eyes of innocence, whether it is that we committed a mistake in the past, whether it is that maybe we hurt someone in the past, maybe someone hurt us, you know, maybe we lost a significant other. I really talked a lot about the loss of my dad when I was one year old. My dad committed suicide when I was one year old and how being able to heal those emotional scars really brings a lot of fulfillment and reconnection to your soul. Whether it is you, maybe you lost the business during the pandemic, maybe you had a divorce, maybe there's a health issue right there. The fact that we see ourselves with eyes of innocence instead of eyes of guilt or shame, the fact that we see the other person, whether it is our family member, whether it is our former boss, whether it's even ourselves or even the creator, when we think about the concept of God, if we are able to see through eyes of innocence, through eyes of mercy and compassion, this really affects our, you know, experience of the situation. You know, we can have a bitter divorce or we can have a divorce where we're thinking, you know, this is comes to teach me something. I have certainty that there is a higher power. I do not judge my significant other. I do not judge myself. I do not judge if someone, you know, had something to do with the divorce. If someone maybe had a little bit of gossip going on with the divorce, I have certainty that this had to be this way. Therefore, I remove guilt, I remove shame, I forgive, and I see life through eyes of passion and through eyes of mercy and through eyes, of course, of, of being innocent. That's something that I've been really working on in the past, let's say, uh, one week or two weeks. 
aside from Kabbalah, I've been studying also something really interesting called family constellations, which is uh, something from Bert Hellinger. It's uh, from uh, systemic psychology. And in that research of family constellation, I found this amazing author that I want to share with you today because this was really groundbreaking for me. And I think that if you are looking for your significant other or if you are going through a breakup or going through a divorce or you're looking for a new job and you're looking to switch careers or maybe you want to heal your relationship with money or maybe something to do with addictions, maybe something addictions to either, you know, food or sex or drugs or casino. There's something that we really, really, really need to take care of. The author's name is Dr. Alfonso Ruiz Soto. Dr. Alfonso Ruiz Soto has a PhD from Oxford and he is a conference author from Mexico. And listen to this. This this was amazing for me. Dr. Alfonso Risotto speaks of something called La Huella de Abandono, or in English, it would be roughly translated as an abandonment wound. And I know that this might seem, you know, a bit, you know, shaky, shaky. What does it mean, an abandonment wound? And, you know, this, once again, I'm, you know, I share with you openly, you know, my dad committed suicide, one, one year old. So obviously when, when he speaks about uh, a wound because of abandonment, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was everything that I worked, you know, with my dad's passing. And once again, male energy, the father's energy represents, uh, energetically speaking, connection to prosperity, connection to stability, connection to wisdom, connection to be able to perceive that life is, is okay. And what Dr. Alfonso Risotto means by an abandonment wound is we have some type of remnant of neglect from our childhood, okay? I want to be able to dive this, you know, with, with a lot of mercy and with a lot of patience because I know that this might be a sensitive topic for many of us. When we perceive, and this is really important, whether our parents were physically there or not, father and mother, were, whether they were physically there or not, you know, through our childhood, let's say from zero through three years, or let's say from three to seven years, or let's say, you know, teenage years, 10, 12, 13, 15, 18, it's really important for us to be able to identify whether I have some type of memory that I might have been neglected by either of my parents. What does it mean, remnant of neglect? Dr. Alfonso Risotto means that he explains that this abandonment wound leads to a divided consciousness. Ah, this is something really deep, right? Because, you know, as I explained earlier, you know, Kabbalah speaks that my consciousness creates reality. So so what does it mean? You know, and by the way, Dr. Alfonso Risotto is not exactly a Kabbalah student, but there's something really important because he said, this divided consciousness makes me doubt my identity, who am I, and also my sense of belonging. Where do I belong? And this is something really important because as we know, you know, babies are born. They are born into this world through the mother. And when babies are separated from their mother, they feel this detachment. We're talking zero to three here. Then three, four, five, they start going to preschool and school and kindergarten and etc. They feel once again, and I, I know this, I, I don't have kids myself, but I, I have, you know, my sisters have kids and, and I have many friends that have kids. And, and this process of the child going into pre-K, the child going into preschool and leaving mom and dad for, I believe it's about six hours, five hours. You know, it, it comes in different shapes and forms for mom and dad. But specifically, we're now talking about the perspective of the child. How does he or she feel about this process of detachment, you know, from zero to three from mom and then from three to seven from mom and dad and, and the house, right? And then we go into the teenage years 
And what Dr. Alfonso Ruiz Soto, he explains is that the child might feel, first of all, that he or she is not loved enough. He or she is not cared for enough. There is a word in Spanish that, you know, Spanish is a romance language, so it's, it's kind of different from English. It's cariño. And cariño, it's more than love and care. So cariño would be, you know, where when a mom or a dad would hug you and they would say, hey, it's okay. And they would caress you and they would maybe caress your your hair and maybe it's, it's okay, baby. It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. And I feel that, that cariño, that care from mom and dad. And by the way, I just want to leave this here. We're going to touch upon it later. And I know this is a really sensitive subject, but please bear with me. I will get somewhere. Do we feel this love and care from the world? Do we feel this love and care from the creator, from God, from life? Do we give ourselves this love and care on a daily basis? Or do we look for it in something physical, in an addiction, in food? Okay, pause. We'll come back to that later. So does the system, and when I meet the system, I, I go back to family constellations. Um, Bert Hellinger explains that the family is a system, dad, uh, child number one, child number two, child number three. There is this relationship between the, the son, the daughter, the child, you know, mom, dad, brother, sister, you know, then the child goes into school, he or she has friends, he or she has a teacher, there's maybe, you know, maybe cousins, maybe the neighbor, and as the child is growing, you know, they graduate high school, they go into college, they get a job, it's this aspect of being an adult, you know, I have a relationship with a bank, I have a relationship with a boss, I have a relationship with, I, I need to take care of myself, I have to, transportation, I have to go to the doctor, all of these things, Dr. Alfonso Risotto, he explains to us uh, like if it were relationships, let's, let's say links between the person and the parent, between the person and the job, between the person and money, between the person and the higher power, between the person and the significant other. And here is something really groundbreaking that I want to talk to you about that really, you know, blew my mind when I say, when there is a fear of abandonment, when there is an abandonment, when, when we feel neglected, we felt that mom or dad neglected us. We felt that mom and dad didn't comprehend us enough, didn't love us enough. One of these links might come up again late in teenage years, early adulthood or middle adulthood and wake up this abandonment wound again. So therefore, you're going to get a significant other, husband, wife, girlfriend or boyfriend who doesn't text you enough. And I feel the insecurity. Or I may get a boss or a job that doesn't give me that emotional contention, that doesn't give me that love and care and recognition. It triggers that insecurity. Or I might have this issue with money, with getting paid or being able to get the right customers. And it triggers this fear of abandonment, fear that I am not enough, that life doesn't care for me, that I don't feel cared for, okay? This I might call, in my own terms, JP Adon Skillson, this is a symbol. A symbol that either gets me closer to my abandonment wound and I feel neglected and I feel unloved, unworthy and, you know, that, that life is not enough and that I don't feel cared for from life or, you know, from whatever. Or when I have a lot of it, the symbol is going to make me, let's say, heal a little bit the wound. What does it mean in practical terms? I might get a lot of money. So let's say I'm 25 or 30 and I get, you know, a windfall. 
a huge payment in the office. Or I might get married to this beautiful, amazing woman or, or, or man. And he or she makes me feel amazing. He or she makes me feel cared for. And in the job, they make, they make me feel recognized and they make me employee of the month. And then they get me on Twitter and on LinkedIn and I feel all this attention and I feel loved and I feel cared for. So therefore, I'm putting on a band-aid on the abandonment wound. I'm putting on a band-aid on the remnant of neglect. My identity and my sense of belonging may be temporarily healed by this symbol, whether it is money, relationship, recognition, a post on Facebook, a book, or whatever makes me temporarily feel cared for and feel that, you know, life is okay. Okay? Are we good? If you haven't stopped the podcast, it's okay. I love you just the way you are. If not, you can stop it and restart it. And if you don't like it, it's okay. I, I just felt the need and the urge to share this. Specifically about my process, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about it. How do we turn over this? Because what happens if we have this symbol that temporarily fulfills us, whether once again, whether it's money, whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, but then it goes away. The symbol goes away. We lose the money. You know, God forbid we lose the job. And God forbid our spouse, you know, the relationship ends. And I feel the emptiness once again. Once again, this could be 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, when it, whenever it happens. It could be 50 or 60. With the pandemic, I think that this really triggered a lot of us. With the pandemic, many people lost their jobs. Many people lost their businesses. Many people lost their identity. Many people were so identified with being the CEO or the COO or the director of such and such company and the pandemic struck and they were no longer the CEO or the COO or the director. Their sense of identity got broken. Many people got divorced during the pandemic or post-pandemic and they were, you know, they, they, there used to be Mr. and Mrs. Smith and it's no longer Mr. and Mrs. Smith. It's, you know, Miss whatever, Gonzalez, you know? So the sense of identity that the marriage gave me, the, the sense of identity is going away. So the symbol goes away. Once again, the symbol can heal temporarily, put a band-aid on my abandonment wound, on my remnant of neglect, on my divided consciousness. Or the lack of the symbol, it's going to like pour salt on the open wound and really feel the, 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 the lack, really feel the fear, really feel the insecurity. Nobody comprehends. So what's going to happen when this happens, when, when they, life pours salt on the open wound? I'm going to have this huge ambition. Dr. Alfonso Ruiz Soto, he explains that this huge ambition for power, for money, for sex, for pleasure, for recognition, for people to comprehend me. I want a huge desire for people to understand me. I have a huge desire and nothing is enough. Nothing is enough. Whether you are getting that job you want, whether you are getting the recognition, you are chasing this amazing, huge, huge thing all over the place because nothing is enough. To heal this abandonment wound, we need to be able to share what we feel that life withheld from us. What do we really crave, in my opinion? We crave to be one with the creator. Something that Rav Ashlag explains, the founder of the Kupala Center in one of his books, he calls Devekut. So Devekut, in you know, a simple mathematical terms, it would mean you plus the creator equal one. You and the creator are one. This sense of oneness, of becoming one with your creator, with your source, with your light, is the real separation that we were craving when we were separated from our parents, zero to three and three to seven. Because if you come to think about it, the child, zero to three or three to seven, was looking for this care, for this love, for this cariño, for this comprehension. But previous to that, he or she was one with the light. He or she was one with the creator. We want to become, to go back to that place inside our mother's womb where we were one, you know, one with our, where our soul and our body were one, we were one with the creator. 
And I know that if, if you're not really into the spiritual path, you know, th this might not really make sense, but it's really the sense of going back home, going back home into ourselves, going back home into our soul, for our soul to go back home to the source. You know, there's, if you're more in the Christian Catholic side of it, there's an amazing methodology called A Course in Miracles. And in this methodology, in A Course in Miracles, thousands of conference people all over the internet talking about this, I am the child and, and the father, you know, dwells upon me. The Father, the Holy Ghost, and the, the Father dwells upon me. And by, and by having this connection that I receive the energy of the Creator, whether it's Jesus, whether it's Hashem, whether it's the light, that I feel this connection with the Creator, we are in peace. We are holy and at holy with an H, the Rav said, holy with a W. This experience of the remnant of neglect, this experience of I wasn't loved enough, I was I was rejected by my parents because I got divorced, because I didn't follow their religious views, because I'm gay, lesbian, straight, transgender, or queer. The sense that life or society or my job or my industry rejects me and I feel not enough. It's remnant of neglect, abandonment wound from our childhood years. If we're able to shift our awareness and experience it not as lack, but as abundance, an abundance of love, an abundance of comprehension, an abundance of validation, and therefore be like the light. Instead of feeling the lack, I feel the light. I literally transform bitterness into sweetness. I can start sharing it. I can start sharing the validation. I can start sharing the love. I can start comprehending people love more. And I can see life through eyes of innocence. Once again, view my parents as innocent, not as guilty or shameful because they weren't there, because they abandoned me, because they didn't recognize me, because they didn't get married, because they, no, 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 uh, uh, stop, 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 pause, accept it. Mercy, compassion. They did the best they could with the information they had. If I am able to accept mom and dad from the point of view that they did the best they could with the information they had, and I am able to view them not only physically when I have dinner with them in Thanksgiving, but also spiritually when in my memories I see my childhood back and I see, you know, mom and dad, you did the best you could. I don't blame you. I love you just the way you are. You are innocent. You are not guilty. And I see myself with eyes of innocence. Here's where resilience comes in. Because if I had an addiction issue, if I, if I did a mistake in my job, if I maybe was fired, if I had went through a divorce, if I went through a family issue, if I went through a loss, and I feel the sense of guilt or abandonment or shame or that I am not enough, through this being merciful with my parents and filling the void of the remnant of neglect with love, once again, transforming the consciousness, experience it not as lack, but as abundance, having the certainty that it was this process that my soul asked for to go through this life, feeling this, so I would be able to shift it and become a supermarket of love and become a supermarket of comprehension and become the co-creator of mercy and abundance and then be a channel for others. Yes, I know it's easier said than done. Yes, maybe this may take a while to be able to transform, but I'm going to tell you something. It's way much better than endlessly looking for money, for sex, for pleasure, for recognition, for power, and for all of these things that what we were looking, really looking for was something that we lost in our childhood. Okay? I promise, I promise a story for you. I promise how, how did I realize this and how did I come to this? I spoke to you that I was in this startup, Ofrece Tu Talento, a startup that I, that I began over a year ago, a year and a half ago here in Panama. It was a wild ride. 
it was a really wild ride. Tried to get funding. We didn't get funding. It was up and down, up and down, up and down. Finally, we, we go to a, a consulting session with some consultant professional friends. It was in Bogota earlier this year. And one of the conclusions, it was two days of workshop. One of the days of workshop was like, you know something, you have to close it down and, and restart again. You have to close it down and restart again. Everything that you've done for the past year and a half, you have to close it down and restart again. It was a really strong message, really, really strong message, emotionally strong. And it came, there are no coincidences, it came on Father's Day. Father's Day was Sunday. I think it was the last Sunday of June. And I really didn't understand what was happening until a couple of months later that I realized that through Ofrece Tu Talento, I was actually replacing my dad's energy of, you know, everything's going to be okay because I believe that through Ofrece Tu Talento, I was going to be okay. It was just a vehicle, you know? It was a physical representation of me looking to fill that abandonment wound and that remnant of neglect. Because yes, of course, that's really going to bring me a lot of money. It's going to bring me a lot of stability. It's going to bring me a lot of recognition. It's going to make me feel okay. And I was trying to heal that abandonment wound through Ofrece Tu Talento. We restructured. Uh, since then, we've taken down the site. We're, we're reprogramming. We're pivoting, etc. And um, I remembered something that my Kabbalah teacher taught me a couple of years ago. It was on the portion of Korach. It's, it's something that's it's in the book called the Zohar. You know, I can't quote it directly because I don't have the Zohar physically, that Zohar physically here with me, but it, it goes along the ways of if you are chasing something that is really not for you, what is really for you will not be chasing you because we're really busy trying to chase, you know, the relationship that is not for us or the business that is not for us or the approval or the recognition that is not for us, maybe what it's really meant for us will never get to us because we're really chasing something that is not for us. So I know it's been a strong session. It's been a strong podcast. I really wanted to share this with you. So I want to give you a couple of questions to be able to integrate all of this. So whether you are currently in a relationship or looking for a relationship, what are you really looking for in that significant other? Are you looking for that significant other to fill some type of void? Or are you truly looking to share something with that significant other? If you start dating someone and it really triggers your emotions, your insecurities, where are those emotions and insecurities coming from? When was the first time that you felt those emotions of loss or insecurity or fear in your life? And the same thing for a job. If you're looking to start a new job or you're looking to be an entrepreneur or you're looking to build a startup or you're looking to write a book or you're looking to be an artist, what for? What's the intention? Are we really coming from a place of love? Are we really coming from a place of sharing? Or are we actually coming from a place of lack, trying to fill something that we feel that life withheld from us, that our parents or life, our friends, our childhood, your city, your school, your industry withheld from you? And when we can truly be able to become that feeling, to be that love, to be that approval, not to have it, not to do it, but to become it, that it is part of our essence. Once again, our consciousness creates our reality. Are we aware of the infinite within us? Are we aware that we can become that love for someone else and therefore be a channel of that love, of that, let's say, comprehension, of that, hey, bro, you deserve a second chance. Yes, you can do it. And therefore be a challenge for that resilience for many other people. And in that way, experience the remnant of neglect at the abandonment wound, not from a place of lack, but from a place of abundance and share it. 
by shifting that consciousness and sharing it, we're literally recreating a movie from ourselves. But this has to happen every day, you guys. Every single day, those feelings might come up and I need to fight those feelings. I need to fight that ego that says you're not enough, you're not going to do it, or you're superior or you're better than this. You don't deserve this. Let's ask ourselves, where is that coming from? How can I be that love? How can I be that light for someone else? How can I be that second opportunity and second chance for many other people? Not from a place of I want love, you know, money recognition or whatever, but from a place of manifesting the unmanifested, from a place of bringing this supermarket of love, of mercy, of compassion each and every day to each and every relationship, to each and every job, to each and every second, minute and hour of our day. Because as I said, it is the nature of the good to bestow goodness. And this endless love wishes to be manifested. Have a great week. Uh, we're ending the month of Scorpio, uh, ending, you know, November. Happy Thanksgiving if you're in the U.S. I hope to be able to record once again in December. If not, you can DM me at arroba conciencia. You can send, you can visit uh, the webpage www.jpskilson.com and you can check out my book, Unleashing Your Limitless Consciousness, which is in Amazon, Kindle, or you can order it and you can have it printed. Have a great day and thank you for being able to receive. Receive.